Good morning. Good evening. Good night. And welcome back to the, to the Get, Get Up, Up podcast. podcast. Yo, my guy. Yeah. It's your fault that we haven't done this in so long. Look. So I can accept accountability. I can accept accountability. You have to, bro. You have no choice. What happened was It's all his fault. That's all it is. <laughs> I was telling him from the beginning, I'm like, yo, bro, the pod, bro, the pod, bro, the pod. He's like, bro, I'm so busy. I did not say that. I didn't say I was so busy. Yes, he did. No, he said that he didn't know. He, well, technically, he threw it on me and said, "Yo, bro, let me know." That's exactly what I said. And I was telling you, I had all the time in the world. All right. So the situation is, I'm working. I got a new job, which is, oh, I got a new job. If you need a bank account, talk to this guy. You can't say what bank, though. Anyways. I can't say what bank, but, but call him. Yeah, he'll tell you. Message me anything, whatever. <laughs> I got a new job, and you know, my hours changed a little bit. He just so happens to do stuff at nighttime. Every night. So technically, we're we're recording right now at nighttime, and it is about to be ten thirty. Right, and I still so, gotta get up to go to work in the morning. And I, we actually we went to the gym early to get up to go to the gym, which kind of brings us to where we're going. So yeah, what we're gonna talk we about are gonna today. be more consistent, y'all. I promise. We're back. We're gonna we're gonna be more consistent. But um, this is gonna bring us to our topic today, which is. What is it, accountability? Yeah, I want to talk about accountability and discipline. And discipline, yep. I think it's, like, important for us to talk about, because the heart of this pod, right, is practically living out life. Like, we're young, and there's so much stuff that we have a weight on our shoulders that we're trying to figure out. I'm trying to balance finances. I'm trying to balance this walk with Christ. I'm trying to balance my friendships, my relationships, um, taking care of my own body. And I want to kind of like speak into that because it's just where I'm at, honestly. I mean, I'm as y'all can see, I got a gut. <laughs> so, but for the people who know me, they know that I wasn't always like that. Um, you've seen pictures of me when I was younger, bro. Right. I, was, I was not big at all, which nothing against my big my big people watching because I love you too and I know what it's like. But I haven't been the same. But it also. Um, taking care of my body is one big thing. Taking care of my marriage is another thing. Right. Um, balancing. I'm in full time ministry now, so <laughs> so full time ministry is not easy, bro. Full time no. ministry is tiring, but it's a nice tiring when you know who you're doing it with. Yeah. Um, but it's just balancing all those things. Like you know, I, I feel like I'm not as effective. In ministry, if my health isn't aligned, right, or like I'm not as effective musically in the music side of things, if my health isn't aligned, like it right, has right, to do right. a lot. Like, if you're not eating the right things, you're not working out. Like your mind is not concentrated, right, or you're just tired all the time. So, I'm just trying to be held more accountable, which is why we're going to the gym every morning now. From we started today, together, um, and we're doing it together. I, you know, if if you if you think it's hard to go to the gym get somebody Bro. but um not only that is um i also have my wife which is my biggest supporter when it, especially when it comes to ministry yeah because she keeps me in check she keeps me in the check of like the uh are you reading your bible are you doing this are you praying are you like you know right and we're doing since we're doing a lot of ministry together mm. which is the lord has opened that door for us 
we're starting to our marriage is starting to get aligned. But now is the the other part, which is my marriage, is when to know. I have to like like uh, there's a podcaster um Tim Ross. He says you can't love Jesus' bride more than your bride. Mm. That's tough. You can't. Yeah. So now that's not saying that's not saying don't love the Lord more than you love your wife. No, I will love the Lord more than my wife, but I'm not right. gonna love the church more than my wife. He can't. I can't. I just can't do that's that. That's Bible. And that's Bible exactly. The Lord blessed my marriage. As well as he's blessing the union between um, the church and Christ, but but that's where I'm at right now, bro. Just ministry, 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 and then I'm just trying to get this weight down. But um, okay, yeah, that's where we're at. You know, that makes me want to talk about like two things before we even get into discipline, because um, off of what you just said, it's all that was all accountability. Yeah, like you just spoke about accountability. Um, us us going to the gym together is us holding each other accountable no, to that. Yeah. Um, even you with your wife and making sure that you're reading your Bible, that you are praying, that you are taking care of the stuff that you need to within ministries because you have that accountability in her. But I think it's also for us to talk about transitions. Like, I think both of us, from the last time we made a, a podcast, <laughs> bro, there has been a major shift major in, shift. in what both of our lives look like. Yeah. Um, we went from working together to not working at all to now I have a full-time job and I'm in full-time ministry right so it's and a whole like we it's hilarious because is when we were working together yeah everything we learned working together and in that season helped us to be where we're at right now right like nothing was like oh nothing's off yeah it's just that transition nothing was wasted yeah, nothing was wasted. Yeah, so like right now we're in this transition. We're in this period that there was a transition, and we're trying to figure out, okay, what do I have to change? Like what worked in the last season that's not gonna work now. Hmm. I want to talk like, about the mountain and the valley. I kind of feel like I'm in a mountain moment right now. And how do I explain this? Um, when you are on the mountain, right, you are at a peak point where you can look out and see what's ahead. I can see if there's another mountain. I can see what's in the valley. I can see what's in the pasture. I also can look back and see what I just climbed out of, right? So I feel like I'm in this spot where for maybe two or three years, I was on an uphill and I was working so, so hard. Like, it, I didn't think I could make it. And I, to an extent, I was like, I didn't even get exactly to where I was working towards. But I got to somewhere else that looks just as nice and is actually, actually even more comfortable than where I would have been at. So on this mountain, it's kind of like, okay, now I have new challenges. Instead of working super hard, I got to the mountain and I went into rest mode. Now, like, I'm like, whew, all right, we made it. But there's still work to do. It doesn't look the same in this season. It's like before it was to climb the mountain. Now that I'm here, it's now tend to all this stuff that is up here with you. I got green grass. There's there's a well. I got to get some water. There's There's plenty of food. Like, 
I have a lot to take care of that if I don't do anything with it, it just goes to waste. That's where I kind of feel like at. So with my new job, I have all this new money. I have new time. I have, like, I guess, like, I could do new things. I could have new responsibilities. But because I was resting, I feel like I was let, I'm letting that waste. Where do you feel like you're at as far as a mountain in the valley? <laughs> Bro, I got like a... All right. I hope that makes sense. Uh, I think that... I think even when you're at the mountaintop, there's still a mountain higher. Come on. The reason why I say that is because there's times that we're on the mountaintop and we still feel like we need help. Right. And David says, I look to the hills for where does my help come from? Right. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth, right? Mm-hmm. That's where David said his help comes from. But he, it, it, it went by him raising his eyes to the hills. And David was already a king at this point. Hmm. David was at the peak of what society said you can be at. His he mountain. was already at the peak of his mountain. Yeah. And he was already wait, like, wait a minute. There's more, more. Yep. than just, oh, this. So I, I think that, in, the, in, the, in for example, for you yeah. and for anybody else watching or listening, um, you're, you're, even if you feel like you're at the mountaintop, there's still another mountaintop. Come on, because that's exactly There's, what it is. He, God is still calling you higher. Yeah. And he's calling you to an upper room. He's Hallelujah. calling you He's calling you in deeper, right? So now where I'm at, I feel like that I'm walking up a mountain. Mm. I don't feel like I'm in a valley, but I'm definitely not at a mountaintop. But it's because since, all right, like from the view of ministry... Um, and from the view of the scripture is not life isn't ministry isn't life like it's not like I'm not made up of oh this ministry is who I am and that's it like no but being in ministry and the responsibility of leading people shows me that I'm never going to stop climbing Mm. and I can't ever stop climbing right because not only am am I leading people and people are trying to climb up behind me, mm-hmm. but the Lord is leading me the same way he's leading you. Yeah. He's leading everyone. And it's not just ministry. Just ministry just opened my eyes to that. Right. That the not only are we leading people, but the Lord is leading us. Yeah. And the Lord is the most high. Come on. Come on. The Lord is the most, most high, high, yeah, and He's calling us up, yeah. And I'm just seeing how Jesus says, "If you love me, pick up your cross." Yeah. When Christ was carrying the cross, He was caught carrying it up a hill. Mm. So, I feel like every day I have to climb a hill. It's always up. It's always up. And it is kind of hard to keep going up because then what happens is, is sometimes you ever seen like those hills that like they they're steep and then they slow down. 
Yeah. And they're plateauing a little bit, but then they uh-huh. go back. Yep. Sometimes we feel like when we're plateauing sometimes, we feel like we've made it. Yeah. But the Lord is saying, lift your eyes to the hills. Yeah. Come there's, on. there's still work to do. I'm so happy that you're saying this right now. <laughs> that's, and, that's, and that's just where, that's where I'm at. And yeah. I, feel like, I feel like everybody's kind of there. I just feel like people just have to open their eyes and lift their eyes to the hills again. God is calling you up. I'm going to just say get that. Up. I'm going to say that. God, get up. Get up, y'all. But reason I, you say that is, and I'm glad you went there because with me being in this spot, I'm understanding that there's another mountain. Mm. That there's a... me From this vantage point, yeah. I can see that there's more. Yeah. It's so clear. It's like I'm not in the valley where when I look up, all I can see is the mountain in front of me. Mm. I'm, up, I'm up here. You so can see, you, can see, you can see all the other things. Exactly. So why I feel this weight of, oh, if I don't steward where I'm at right now, I won't be prepared. Because if I'm going to go to the next mountain... I have to go into the valley. I have to be prepared to go to the valley. Otherwise, I'll be right back where I was the last time I climbed the mountain. I'm supposed to take care of the resources that are given to me right now. So when I go down, it's, you know, I already, I was already ready for it. But you know why? You understand why you're... Uh, the reason why we're ready... To go to the next mountain, because you know, like you said, in order to get to the next mountain, you have to go through the valley. Right. That's why David, the same one who says, "I raise my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from?" Mm. He's the same one that says, "Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear no evil, because you are with me." So the same Lord that's gonna help me walk up the next mountain yeah. is the same Lord that's walking with me in the valley. Mm. So. When I'm in the mountain, I can see where the Lord is trying to take me. But sometimes we feel like, wow, you know, now I have to go through this valley again and work my way by myself. And mm-hmm. it's really not that. It's the reason why you don't fear in the valley is because he's with you. Yeah. If you fear, it's because you don't think he's with you. Right. And you think that he's just waiting for you on the mountaintop. Because mm. just as well, he's the most high. He says, if you want to be the highest in the kingdom, you need to be the lowest. The lowest. Come on. So, not saying Jesus is low, but he lived a lowly life. You know why? Because this, okay, so this is what I've been having revelation on. Jesus models it this way because the way that we live our life naturally is self-serving. Yeah. I want to lift myself higher. I want to bring myself up. But to have the heart of Christ requires you to go through a process. Getting low is a process that transforms us. Most people, they don't want, they don't want the process. They just want the promise. You know what I mean? They just want to just get right to the to the place. But the thing is, is that they don't the, want the valley. But the thing is, you need the valley. Yeah, like you need a valley. There's no mountain without a valley. Mm-hmm. But also. When you let the Lord guide you into through the valley, yeah, He says that those who are who are humble, the Lord will exalt them. Yeah, those who are low, the Lord will lift up. If you understand to handle your valley with grace, with patience, with endurance, 
um, with never flaking in your faith yeah. and you know the Lord's with you, God will sometimes transcend you to the top of the mountain. Let's talk about it. Because this is, I fear the Lord. I fear the Lord. Because when I was in the valley before, you know what I felt? I felt depression. I felt anxiety. I felt despair. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I, because I, the weight was on me. But you know what I realized? I was in that valley because I put myself there. I put myself there. You know when I met him? I met him on the way up. When I when I looked up, that's when I met him. That's the thing. That's the thing He's up there. But the, 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 that's the thing, bro. There's times that we're laying we're laying on a hard place. Yeah. And it's not until you start laying on the hard place that you can look up to heaven and see the stairway. Mm. Because you're laying your head on a hard place. Yeah. And you meet the Lord because you look up. Mm. And when you when you when when you when you have those moments where you look up and you see the Lord, you take one with a thing that was a hard place, and you pour oil on it, and you set up a monument in a mm-hmm. place where it used to be hard. Yeah. And said, "I met the Lord even in my hard place." So for those who think like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" Jacob laid down on a stone. Yeah. Had a dream that the heavens opened and there was a staircase with angels going up and down. But what got his attention was he saw the throne of God Hmm. at the top. And when he woke up, he said, God was here and I didn't even know. There's times that we're laying on a hard place and we're not realizing that God is there. Yeah. And we just say, oh, this is too hard. Mm. I'd rather have my bed. <sighs> I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather. Why did God do this? Why did God do this? Why did God do that? Why did he let this happen? Why did he let this person do this to me? Yeah. And I'm in this, I'm in the transition and it's a hard place. Mm. But the Lord is with you. And when you understand the Lord is with you, you take the hard place and you anoint it. Mm. And you turn something that was hard into a monument that God is still faithful. Whether he does it for you or not, you might still lay your head back on that hard place. But at least there's oil touching your head now. Yeah. Like God is in where you are god is in the he's in the hard place with you and the crazy thing is is sometimes the hard place i'm laying myself on a rock but that's exactly where jesus wants you to lay your head on the rock that's exactly where jesus wants you jesus wants you to rest on the, the rock, rock. Oh the rock God. might be uncomfortable. Yep. And sometimes you're gonna you're gonna feel like oh it's just an uncomfortable position, but the Lord is saying, I was I was literally there because you were laying on me. Yeah. You know what's interesting when you talk about Christ as the rock, I was really looking at that again. The chief cornerstone. Yeah. He calls himself it's a, a stumbling block. Mm. Because 
your natural mind breaks on him. What, like, when you trip on Christ, it breaks you. It breaks your mind. Yeah. Natural eyes don't see the value in the wilderness. This is what Pastor Josh said on, on, on Sunday. Say it again. Natural eyes don't see the value in the wilderness. The wilderness? Yes. All right. Yeah. Keep going. Keep talking. I got to go look for my note real quick. Because, because <laughs> it, it talks about it right where we're at that Christ got led into the wilderness by the Spirit. That on a, that's on its own. Who, who are we, who are we modeled after? That on its own says a lot. Because I, again, me talking about where I'm at on my mountain, the next time I go into the wilderness, this is why I said I fear the Lord. I don't want to be in there unless God led me there. I will not put myself in a bad situation. That means I have to steward what he gave me now. My God. <laughs> See, the crazy thing about when you place yourself in the wilderness... You're, you you lack the comfort. You're, you're not in there with the comforter. But when he brought you there, and you know what he said. Watch this. So I, I was studying this yesterday. Come on. About the wilderness. Yeah. And when you go to Hosea... The book of Hosea, chapter 2, verse 14 says, Therefore, behold, I allure her. Talking about Israel, but also Israel is a representation also of the church. Mm. Or the church representing Israel. Yeah. Vice versa. I allure her. That word allure means to attract. I allure her, will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her. Why do you think... When God told Moses, tell Pharaoh, not only let my people go, but tell Pharaoh, tell him, mm -hmm. let my people go and let them go to the wilderness to worship me. Mm. And in the wilderness, as they were learning the God that saved them, it wasn't God bringing freedom just from Egypt or giving freedom of slavery. It was also taking the slavery out of them. It just wasn't taking them out of slavery. It was taking slavery out of them. Mm. The thing is, is that God brings you to a wilderness. The wilderness is beautiful <laughs> because he's going to bring you to the, he leads you to the wilderness so that you can see him more. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing is that in, uh, he's, he's literally telling Hosea is I, I'm, I'm leading Israel and I'm leading the church into the wilderness so I can comfort her. Right. God wants you to be in an uncomfortable position because in an uncomfortable position, an uncomfortable position, the only way to get through it is depending so like solely on him. Let me read this. This is what Pastor Josh said. He said, It is a remote wilderness. It is a remote place. It has no appeal or comfort. It has little to no water or resource. Without God there, no one would ever want to go there. 
And even with him, people still don't want to go. <laughs> because natural eyes yeah. don't yeah. see the value in the wilderness. No. But the wilderness is the process. Yes. 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 It's taking you low. Remember, I, I, I spoke to you about this a couple of days ago. The wilderness looks different in every environment. Yeah. Wilderness in Egypt is not the same wilderness that's in Canada. It's not the same wilderness that's the Amazon or Antarctica. Your wilderness is going to look different. Again, my wilderness now is at the top of the mountain. But now it's all this stuff that I got to take care of. I have work to do. Versus before my work was trying to figure out how to get up the mountain. Both of them are the wilderness. This is another thing. Sometimes we, we feel like the goal is just getting to the mountain, but yeah. you, you fail to realize that at the top of the mountain, it's harder to breathe. Yep. Oh, boy. Come on. So, yes, is climbing the mountain hard? Do you cut yourself on the way? Do you fall on the way? Do you slip on the way? Are you sweating? And yes, that's the wilderness there. There's a wilderness in the valley, but also the wilderness at the top is that it's hard to breathe. Yeah. So we feel like... The Lord is taking me to a, to my goal, but what he's taking, he's going to take you higher. But you need to depend on the Ruah of God to give you breath. And you need to solely depend on his breath. So instead of just depending on what he can give you as resource-wise and, and how can he, you know, can he give me fire and keep me warm, or I just need his breath because it's getting hard to breathe. So as it's getting hard to breathe, the Lord brings you up. That's why he brought Moses to the top of the mountain and from the mountaintop showed Moses the promised land. It was from the mountaintop that Moses was able to see it. Mm. You can see the promised land. That's why God puts you on certain mountaintops. Mm -hmm. for, you, for God to remind you yeah. that's where you're going. Yeah. But now it's time to climb back down. But don't waste your time at the top. Because what happens is you're going to suffocate. You're going to lose your mind. The top of the mountain is literally only to show you where you're going. And that you have work to do. The work to do part is let me gather my things. And not set up camp up here. Yeah. He just reminded me where I'm going. And the work is, I need to get down and go through the valley again. I need to prepare to go down. Yes. You need to pick up your you stuff. Need to gather myself. Gather your, exactly. Set up your monument. He's of, only all the, of all the hard work. Of all the things that you went through, of all the things the Lord brought you through, yeah. at the top of the mountain, set up a monument and yeah. give, set up an altar and say, Lord, thank you for the valley. Thank you for the journey up here. And thank you for getting me up here. Yeah. But it's not done yet. The Lord is saying, the only one who was able to say it's finished was Jesus. Come on. Jesus is the only one in the Bible that said it is finished because Christ made sure he got the job done. So now we 
Can't what? say it's finished yet. Come on. It's not finished. Like like Kobe Bryant said, he's like, we're not done. We ain't finished yet. He's only calling you higher. You're not a champion until you, you <laughs> like, until you got that trophy in your hand, bro. Yeah. Like you're not like, the Bible says that our reward is waiting for us wow. with Christ. We're not done yet with Christ. That's why the devil brought Jesus to the highest mountain and said, I'll give you the rest of the world. I'll give you the to the ends of the world if only you bow down. You see the joke in that? He brought him to the highest mountain when he's the most high. <laughs> like... <laughs> he is the most high. What are you talking about? <laughs> but this is the thing, right? Watch this. Jesus being the son of God. Yeah. Being taken to a mountaintop and shown the kingdoms of the earth. earth. Jesus still said, did not say, I made it. It's done. Mm. Until he brought his cross to the top of his hill and died and said it's finished. Sometimes we're going to get to a mountaintop and we're going to see a lot of things. Wow, I finally made it. Wow, I finally have generational wealth. Wow, I finally have the car I wanted or the house I wanted or the girl I wanted and, and all this stuff. And like, that's the thing. That's, that's where you said you were at. Like, your thing was, how do I just get this job and how I get stable and all that? And now you're at this point and now it's like, all right, now what? And it's not done. The only one who said it's finished is him. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> that is good. We're supposed to be talking about accountability. We're going to get there. We're, we're all yeah. there. We just got... Gets, we want a little detour about um, the mountaintop, but the accountability part is is this. Be comfortable about being telling someone, where are you? Mm. Where are you right now? Are you on the mountaintop? Are you in the valley? Are, on your way, are, you, are you on your way up a mountain? Or are you on your way down? But now, be to help to, to keep yourself accountable. You need to, you need to be honest of where you are. There's times that we're we're climbing the mountain and we're telling people that we're already up there. Yeah. Ooh, or right. the, or there's sometimes that we're in the valley and we're telling people we're up there. Or there's sometimes that we're on the top and we're saying we're still in the valley. Like this is hitting because me being in the valley, I didn't have to be there. I was never alone. No, the whole time, I was never alone. I didn't. Ha I didn't have to go and struggle by myself. I have family. Yeah. I have friends, but they didn't know I was there. The thing. The thing. The funny thing about even the children of Israel. He didn't send them into the desert alone. Okay. 
they bro, they had their whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had all their people. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing that we could learn is that when we're all together, there could there's a there's a comfort in that. Yes. Yes. At the very least I know I got you. Mm. We could push each other along. Yeah. But this this goes back to the other other episode about relationships. Who's in your circle? Yeah. What are they saying to you? Yeah. What are they? How how can they speak life into your situation? This specifically, we're already in there. We're in the Bible. We're talking about God. Look, if you are part of the body of Christ, if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, yeah. you're never alone. Not only at the fact that you have the Holy Spirit. But there's all there. There should always be somebody that you could rely on. There should always be somebody that you could reach out to. But the thing is, it's also help holding you accountable. Right. You need someone that can tell you you're wrong. Right. Because as me and you, bro, we be just on each other sometimes. But it, the thing is, is we do it out of love because yeah. everything is with love. Be a whole lot of yeah, like squeezing. Yeah. So like the thing is, it's like oh, like there's times that my faith is lacking, and he's like, yo, bro. Like, What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> but there's times that he's like that too, and I just be like, bro, what, what the heck are you doing? So it's just in this walk with Christ, right? And then let's say, let's say you're not a person of faith and you're listening. Um, I encourage you that if you feel like you're alone on this side, we're not alone at all, and we're not here to judge. We're here to help each other. We're here to love. A- accountability is not judging. Accountability is out of love. I want you to succeed and I want to see the fruit of what the Lord is planting in you. And the same way I want to see that I'm expecting you to want to see it in me. So I'm going to be vulnerable and be like, Hey man, listen, like I'm struggling with this. Can you help me out? Can you like, obviously you need to put the work in, but now that you told someone, now there's someone else that knows who you're struggling with. Yeah. And now, Hey bro, you know, I'm praying for you. Hey, yo, like, and it's not like you have to tell everybody in your church or your leaders or like, no, find that one, two, Jesus had two or three guys in his 12 yeah. that he would take with him everywhere. Yeah. He didn't take all 12 everywhere. He took like two or three of them. And that's the thing is that you don't need everyone. You love everyone. Yeah. But you need to be held accountable. Especially as young adults, and not just young adults, but it's everybody. everybody needs to be held accountable. Love, accountability, boundaries. Like, when I really know you, like the person that, what we're hinting at is you should have some type of accountability partner. Yeah. Because if that person should know where I'm at. Like, they should know what stage I'm at. They should know, because I've given the gift of my vulnerability to this person yeah. and expressed to them, this is my current circumstance. This is what I need help with, right? Their love for me, they said, they, they know the boundaries that I shouldn't cross. They know the lines that I, if I told them what I'm trying to improve on, they can, they can guide me away from that. Yeah. Like, bro, you're, you're getting really close to the fence. <laughs> like, that fence, the last time you touched it, it shocked you. You're getting really close. I think you should come back this way. And then the day, it's up to you. But, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, 
you're gonna touch it, it's gonna hurt again, and you're gonna come right back to well, your partner. The but sometimes, sometimes we touch the fence, we get shocked, and we don't tell anyone. Sometimes we we touch it and we hold on. Put the thing. <laughs> you're not telling nobody. Like you gotta tell someone, bro. You ever, you you ever see like it. in the show they get shocked and they're like. <laughs> Because stupid, like, it's so dumb. <laughs> I mean, I get it, I get it, like you, whatever. But the thing is, is sometimes we get shocked, sometimes we fall, sometimes we slip, sometimes we fall into things, and we don't tell anyone that we made these mistakes. Yeah. And then, uh, out of it is born. Simple. This is simple. David. Hmm. This is like the third time I mentioned him, right? Yeah. David slept with Bathsheba and didn't tell Jonathan. And Jonathan, Jonathan is was his best friend, bro. They were friends. From when he was working for Saul, bro. David slept with Bathsheba after David was already king. Saul died. Jonathan died. So, yeah. So, probably we won't do this, right? But maybe it's not the Jonathan. Maybe I'm bugging out. But there has to be one person that he could have told. But you know what he did? David sent everybody to war. And left himself with no one to keep him accountable to make that mistake. Sleeps with her, doesn't tell anyone, and tries to start covering up. And when you're not held accountable, you don't tell somebody you made a mistake. When, when Nathan comes to you and be like, yo, what did you do? I didn't do nothing. Oh, you didn't see that Uriah died in battle? And God's like... Yeah, I saw what you did, bro. You literally sent him to be in the front lines to cover up your mess. Instead of just saying, Lord, I messed up. And instead of telling somebody, I messed up. But you know why we're scared of telling people that? Because we feel like in some cases, yes, you have to pay for your your mistake. But at least now it's out. So someone's going to be like, hey, yo, David. Everybody's at war. Maybe you should go. Hey, yo, David. Maybe you shouldn't walk on your balcony at this time of the day. Right. Because Shadi's about to be taking a bath. Right. Hey, yo, David. Maybe you should go play your harp or something somewhere else. Like, go search for the Lord or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is, is that how do you have all these servants around you? And not one noticed. You know what I think? I think pride is sneaky. Yeah. Like, David has an amazing story. Yeah. And he was a great king. So, naturally, you could assume. Naturally, you could think a, a, a lot of the people serving him loved him. You know, yeah, everybody, like yeah, they, everybody, everybody they loved him. Everybody they, everybody they, loved they would him. love to to be with him. They would love to 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 follow his lead. Yeah, yeah. So, what he's telling you, they believe. Yeah. So 
sometimes that image that you're trying to uphold becomes an idol. Like, your that becomes more important to you than anything else. Of course, when you make a mistake, you're not going to tell anything. But the enemy of longevity is pride. What? Like, Hold on. Say it again. The enemy of longevity is pride. Like, if I become prideful, this is going to... it. Pride bleeds into to other situations of your life. Because now... I'm not even going to be capable of being vulnerable. Yeah. Like, truthfully vulnerable. Because the pride hides. The pride is hiding. Again, I, what I say, pride is sneaky. <coughs> pride? I agree with you, but I feel like pride has another side. Mm. The reason, excuse me, the reason why I say that pride has another side is because I agree with the sneaky part because pride originates from Satan. Yeah. And Satan chose the sneakiest animal to get hold of Eve's attention. So I get it. But I do think that pride is the gatekeeper of sin. Yeah. You see what happened? If Christ, again, Christ is if we even sin in our mind. If like we lust after someone in our mind, we already committed adultery. David plotted Uriah's death. He murdered him. Yeah. And that, but it was to cover up his sin, which was born. Yeah. And it was pride. Yep. Pride will stop you. Yeah. From being vulnerable. Pride isn't to stop you from wanting to be held accountable. Because I can do it on my own. I don't need to tell you. Uh-oh. I can stop watching porn on my own. I don't need to tell you. Uh-oh. I can stop smoking weed on my own. I don't need to tell you. Uh-oh. I can stop reading my affirmations for my Zodiac sign. It's easy. I don't need you to keep telling me. I can stop vaping whenever I want. I can stop. I can start reading the Bible whenever I want. I don't need to go to church because they're a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> Stop telling me what to do. It's not it's not me telling you what to do. Right. Is that I'm literally watching you. Because as a, as a Christian, I, I believe that every Christian needs to have the lens of the spirit. Yeah. And also have the eyes of Jesus. Yeah. I do think that the reason why he says if, you're, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Right. You think Jesus is going to leave you without an eye? No. No. But the thing is, if you rather look at everyone with the wrong... If he wouldn't even leave his enemy without an ear. Like, that's the thing. Like, chill out, bro. <laughs> chill out. That was actually nasty. But the thing is, is it's the thing. It's, it's the point of, of, of being able to. He, he's, he's talking about your eyesight and what you're looking at and your perception of things. It needs to be from a, a Christ-centered focus. Mm-hmm. So if, if you tell me, hey, hey yo, bro, I, I did this. I have to look at you like Christ looks at you. Yeah. I can't judge you. Yeah. Because if I judge you, Jesus says, look at the plank in your eye. Yeah. So if I'm going to judge you on something you did, how many things have I done? So the thing, but the thing is, is that I also have to respect you for telling me because you actually were able to push your pride to the side. Yeah. Which, yes, people will be like, oh, but oh, look, look, look who you did, though. Like, yo, bro, 
the first step to unveiling sin yeah. is moving the date the gatekeeper come on yes they already moved pride out of the way so now they're ready to expose their sin bro but the thing is is that there's a lot of people that don't even like yes we're talking about you need to be vulnerable you need to be accountable but this is the part where I say just be careful who you want to be open to. Yeah. Because there might be people who don't have the heart of the Lord. Right. There are people who don't have the sight of the Lord. Yeah. There are people that they're just looking at you with evil intentions. So they want you to open up to them. And then they're going to use the same thing that you used, that you spoke to them about. And they're going to throw it back in your face. And that causes more damage. Yeah. So, yo, how can we like discern who can we be vulnerable to? And who should be holding us accountable? I think that goes back to relationship. And I need to I need to be able to discern who I'm around by what I see that they carry. Like there are certain fruits. Again, there are character traits of a loving person. Of somebody who 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 is full of light. Where their where their perspective is good, like I can see the peace that they carry. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of people, and this is natural. When we feel bad, we go to the other person who's already always complaining. Because, oh, they'll get it. You know, well they'll get it. <laughs> they'll they'll understand because they always feel that way. Yeah. But you're going to pour your crap. On somebody whose cup is already empty. Like, there's there's literally, bro. There's nothing they can pour into you. I'm not, it's not even empty. Their cup isn't empty. No, no, it's no, actually no, no. full of no, no. their crap. No, 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 no. Listen. Oh, that's good, bro. That was good. Listen. Let's say their cup is empty. Because somebody who's always complaining is always pouring out. Yeah. Whether it's something good or something bad. That's true. If I'm putting my crap into your empty cup and waiting for you to pour back into me. (laughs) What are they going to give you? You're going to pour back my crap. Plus. Plus the residue of yours. And I'm saying. I'm sorry, y'all. We're talking about crap. But like. Crap isn't. It's not that people might be thinking of a like actual like you know feces. Well, if that's what it is, because that's exactly what it is. I'm sorry, y'all. But yes, Anyways. you gotta just understand. All right, but this is the thing. If 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 I'm pouring into you my stuff now, but this is the thing, right? The Bible says that Christ cleanses, is, mm. and He's the living water. Right. He from from out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, right? Um, you you anoint my head and my cup overflows, right? So you need to know who you're in relationship with because when you start to realize that the one who the one who's overflowing with oil on their head is the person you need to go to. Yeah. Because they're not running dry. Because they're coming, they're being fed from a fountain that never runs dry. Bro, tell me why I searched this up earlier. Random. Mm. This is before you guys came. I just have it set up. All the, the, the fruits of the spirit. S- simply, 
if we're trying to, in the most practical way, how can I identify somebody that their fruit. I, I should pour into? Their fruit. By their fruit. Because by your fruits, I will know you. What does that look like? So... All right, for y'all, if y'all are going to win your Bibles in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, joy peace, peace, forbearance, forbearance kindness, goodness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness gentleness, and, and self-control. Yes, sir. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's quite the list. That's a, that's a fire list, though. There's a checkbox. There's a list. Before I, I don't know. I'm somebody I I can be seem pretty extroverted. I could talk a lot, but when I enter into a new environment, I'm like a wallflower. I'm sitting here. I'm watching. I'm getting to know where where people are at, who they are, how do they carry themselves? Because I'm trying to find people that I can I can connect with and build an actual relationship with. Again, some people are carry some of these, but they don't have all the fruits. Uh, they they still can't pour into my cup, cause they need they need to get poured in too. Yeah, cause there's there's sometimes where cause the thing is we're a body, and if I'm lacking a fruit, and oh. you're lacking another fruit, yeah, we can help each other. Right. Just simple as that. It's true. Like. You can be a patient person. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful picture. Yeah, like, bro, we're helping each other. Yeah, it's like, here you go, bro. Like, here, like, yo. But the, my thing is, is like, let's say you have apple juice. Yeah. And I have orange juice. But let's say you want some, and I want some. All right. Yeah, I got you, bro. I got you, yeah. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang. <laughs> I'm still pr- producing the fruit of the juice that I'm giving you. Right. But now you can taste. Mm. Now I can taste. The thing is, is like, overall, Paul says that the fruit of the spirit is love. Yeah. And I can, if you do everything else without love, it doesn't matter. Right. So that kind of just sums up how to look for someone to be, to be held accountable with. Do they love you? And that word Mm. love is not, we spoke about this on Monday night. Love is not a feeling. No, I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm in love with this person. I'm talking about the the agape love. Yeah, I'm talking about God love. Yeah, I'm talking about that He told me to love you. That unyielding. Yes, like it's like listen, I don't know you, and I love you. Yeah, because you're my brother, but also we're in the same kingdom together. We're mm-hmm. on the same team. We have the same Father. Yeah, and I love Him, and if I love Him, I need to love you. So now if I work in everything that I do, the Bible says do everything as unto him. If I don't treat you with love, I'm not treating him with love. So now if you need to be held accountable, I have to do it with love. And I have to be like, hey, bro, out of love, not out of judgment, not out of pride. Because sometimes pride sneaks in there, bro. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that that are trying to hold others accountable, they're over here treating them as if they're their kid or... Their slave or all oh, you're stupid, you're dumb, like because they forgot the plank in their for, eye. Exactly, they forgot the plank in their eye, and they forgot that. That's why Jesus brought up this parable 
a, a man that had he owed a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of money yeah yeah and the guy he owed forgave him but then that guy had someone else that owed him yeah the man came to the king and Bro, the king forgave him the king forgave him and a regular common man owed him just like half the money even less and even less and he didn't want to forgive him and the king was like how is it possible that I forgave you for a bigger debt and you can't forgive them because of that how is it possible that we're expecting Jesus to hold our yoke if we can't even help each other bear each other's yoke? How am I supposed to tell Jesus to forgive me if I can't forgive others? How am I telling Jesus I love you and Jesus says, how is it possible that you love you a me? God that you can't see and you but don't. you can't love your brother that you see? That's why Jesus says, my little ones, yeah. when, I wanted, when I needed to eat and you gave me food, when I was cold and you gave me a blanket, yeah. when I was outside and you gave me a place to sleep, yeah. he wasn't talking about things he went through. He was saying that if someone is coming to you and is in desperate need of 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 a, of of advice of counseling of prayer and you just reject them because you think you're better than them that's how you're treating Christ wow and i and i know we're talking about we have to be vulnerable and we need to be held accountable but now i'm talking to the other people that that are trying to they want people to be vulnerable to them yeah. you need to understand that you need to be Christ but also treat others the way Christ would treat them Right. And you need to treat others as if you're going to treat Christ. Mm. It's about being a family. You know, what I've learned about perspective, when I know what to look for, I begin to see it. Yeah. When I first learned what the Tesla was, I started to see them everywhere. Bro, facts, bro. You notice that? Yeah. Or like the same thing like in GTA. Right. And GTA, GTA, I saw one car and then I saw the same car like 20 times. You know what I mean? When I begin to know what Christ looks like, bro, <laughs> I can see him everywhere. Yes, yes. I don't, I love you. I love you too. And the, I love you before I even know you because I know who made you. Because I know what he looks like. Yes. And he holds all things together. Yeah, that's good. I know what's in you. Yeah. We just said that. For his glory. <laughs> For his glory. Oh, man. Wow. But now, just to wrap up. We do got to talk about that discipline. Side. Yeah, I was about to get to on that too. And all this being vulnerable and being held accountable helps us to be more disciplined. Yeah. Um, so we need to be more disciplined in every area of our life because I think that we, in some areas we're good at, but other, in other areas we're weak at. <laughs> so let's define discipline. What what is discipline? You know, I haven't even I haven't even looked up the definition. Prophet Google. 
Go <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a couple of, of of definitions. So one definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior, using punishment to correct disobedience. That's like a parental discipline, you know? Yeah. A way a, a father kind of puts you in line. I think some of us, I'm just going to say this. I think me, I'm a, actually me. Let me talk about myself. We're talking about vulnerability. I had a discipline problem. I had a problem with authority. Wow. I'm getting right to the root of it. Now I'm talking. I struggle with keeping myself disciplined. Because I had a problem with being disciplined. Oh my goodness! Wow. You see, this is why you just gotta talk, yo. Yeah, this is coming start, out right now. I never start, said that before. Once you, once you start talking, you start uncovering, uncovering things. Um, things, my. <laughs> oh yes, sir. The, sec- <laughs> the second word for this the well, definition. Hold on, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. We got. We all right. That oh, that, yeah, that yeah. parental yeah, discipline yeah. thing is very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is it that the psalmist says your rod and your staff will comfort me? Wow. There's comfort in discipline. Wow. And I know it sounds like a like oh that makes no sense. Like the thing is you have to understand in the kingdom everything's opposite. Right. You think that a rod and staff is just meant to just abuse you. Right. He's not there to abuse you. He says in the book of Proverbs that the son a son that is loved by his father is disciplined. <laughs> the, the reason why the reason why we don't a reason why a lot of you don't like going to church, a reason why a lot of you don't like reading your Bible, a reason why a lot of you guys don't want to deal with God is because you deal you you can't stand discipline, bro. A lot of, yo, there's a lot of Christians, bro, that they can't stand their pastor, they can't stand their leaders, yeah. they can't stand their mom, they can't stand themselves, wow. they can't stand principals, they can't stand the police, which is why everybody wants to defund the police, because you can't, you can't freaking submit to, to authority, and when you do something wrong, and you have to pay for it, everything's abuse. <laughs> Some of y'all think you're in the wilderness, and you're not in the wilderness. Some of y'all think that God is trying to punish you in the wilderness. When he, when we already talked about how God brings you to the wilderness because he wants to comfort you. Yes. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Yes. The reason why he has a rod and staff is because sometimes he got to beat you sometimes because you, know, you be acting up. Think oh, This is what happens. When, all right, so when you're near a shepherd and you have sheep, when they begin to just run off, you know they have sticks? Yeah, that the they hit at their feet. That's what the rod and, and staff, staff is for. They hit it at their feet to put them on course. And yes, it hurts the sheep a little bit, but the sheep, they, if when they, when they're not on the right path, they might fall and trip over something that will kill them. Or wolves will come. Or they get into the yes. So the thing is, the reason why the rod and the staff comfort me is because. He's leading me somewhere. Yes. I will step out. As a sheep, I am prone to stepping out of the, the path I'm supposed to walk in. But now, 
once I start to look at the rod and the staff of the Lord, when I look at the rod and staff of my parents, when I look at these things that are disciplined to me, and I look at them from a position of love and of comfort, right? When I look at these things from a position of love and comfort, I understand why these things happen. Right. And the more I understand the position of the rod and the staff, the easier it is for me to understand his voice. Yes. Because you know what happens? When he hits you with the rod and staff, it's because you're not listening. Yeah. And the more you start to get in line, he doesn't have to hit you as much. Mm. He's just going to say, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. My sheep know my voice. Yeah. If you're not listening to his voice, you won't get smacked, yo. But it's not... <laughs> it's not a bad thing either. He's doing it out of love. Real love. Because right, would you rather for God to just let you go to the wolves and not try to save you? Would you rather the police officer watch you get robbed? Would you rather your mom just let you go to that party? Would you rather... Would you rather not not listen to your mom when your mom says, Hey, listen, stay home. Stop going to those parties. Stop yeah. drinking. It's like, would you rather listen to that? Or would you rather your mom just say, Yeah, just do whatever you want. Yeah, go get pregnant. Go get drunk. Go get high. Yeah. Go lose your life today. Which one is love? Now, I do think that some people overdo it. Yeah. The Lord never overdoes anything. No. The Lord is perfect in all his ways. Yeah. So, we need to understand that that parental discipline, it, it disciplines you. Like I said, it disciplines your hearing. So, now when I grow up being disciplined and being straight with how I have to do things... Once I get to a certain age where I have to make decisions by, on my own, I'm prone to listening. All right, Lord, how am I supposed to do this? Yeah. Because when you don't like discipline, you're disciplining yourself. When you don't like discipline, you don't receive correction. It's the Psalm, I mean, um, uh, Proverbs, Solomon says that the one that doesn't receive correction is a fool. Yeah. The one that receives correction, the one who does receive it, is wise. Because the reason why he's receiving it is because he wants things to go well. But when he has to grow up and he has his kids, he's going to understand things are done a certain way. But the reason why a lot of us, especially in our age that we're 20s, late 20s, early 30s, why we feel like our life is like just being wasted is because we don't want to submit to authority. And we don't want to be disciplined by the Lord. We don't want to be disciplined by the word of God. We don't want to discipline ourselves to actually learn the word of God. We don't want to dis discipline our flesh. This is the thing. Crucifying your flesh is a discipline problem. Crucifying yourself is a discipline problem. Psych psychologists say that to stop watching porn, there's nothing in the world that will help you stop, it's a discipline problem. 
you need to know how to say no. You need to know how to just say, you know what? No. You know why you can't stop getting in that girl's pants? It's because you have a discipline problem. He got started. You know why you can't stop watching Netflix without binging mad seasons for whatever show you're watching? It's because you have a discipline problem. And wow. then you have the audacity to say, I don't have time for God. Wow. It's because there's a discipline problem. I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm always working. I want to, and that's it's BS. I'm stressed. Bro. You're not stressed. The reason why you're stressed is because you have a discipline problem. Stress comes from lack of discipline, son. Disorder. Disorder comes from lack of discipline. Um, disobedience is a lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is a lack of discipline. I don't care what anybody says. You can all fight with me. You all go in the chat. You can do whatever you want. Make a video about it. If you have depression and all these things, it's a lack of discipline. And the reason why I say lack of discipline is whether it's a lack of discipline spiritually, it's a lack of discipline emotionally, mm-hmm. and it's a lack of discipline physically. So yeah. if you're more prone to anxiety and depression, if you're fat and you're lazy and you don't want to go to the gym, you're wow. more prone to being suicidal if you don't pray and read your Bible. You're more prone to be struggling academics if you're not disciplined to open the freaking book and Ooh. read. So there's a thing. You're saying that your life sucks and you're saying that your life is hard, but it's because it's a discipline problem. Now, we're connecting this to the whole vulnerability thing because the thing is you need to open up to someone and you need to be open up to the Lord. Open up and have somebody hold you accountable because if you can't do it alone, you need someone to help you because we need to stop being lazy. Laziness leads to apathy and apathy is that you don't care and apathy is a sin. <laughs> laziness is a sin laziness is a lack of discipline uh, let me let me give I you I want a rant but no no I, no, no, I no. See, because there's so much there because alright even when you understand having a lack of discipline leads to sin we just read the fruits of the spirit yes but prior to that yes it tells you the fruits of the flesh Let's read the fruits of the flesh. Let me Google it, actually. Let's read the fruits of the flesh. No, no, it's right before. It's it's Galatians 5, I think, like, 21. Yeah. Galatians 5, like, 20, something like that. Or 21. Yes. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, Fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. All right. Maybe your your sin of apathy, which, again, you're, you're allowing sin into your life, which is going to allow shame and guilt into your life, which is going to allow anxiety and fear into your life, which is going to allow confusion and depression into your life we just got started y'all just from being (laughs) lazy yeah just from deciding not to do anything now you're looking at your friend and you're envious of the life that they get to live now you're looking at your friend and you're getting fits of anger because you're at work and they're in barbados bro i'm gonna blow i'm blow bro oh my (laughs) watch watch this watch this watch this watch this Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Huh. The reason why there's room 
It's because you didn't discipline yourself to keep the other rooms occupied. Come on. If you kept yourself disciplined physically, seeing someone else with a better body is not going to bother you. Right. If you keep yourself disciplined spiritually, seeing somebody else's ministry is not going to bother you. Because the more you're disciplined with the word and the more you're disciplined with your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you understand to love the other one and understand that someone else has that calling yeah. and you have a calling too. Yeah. It's a discipline problem. If, if you are disciplined as a man, in our case as a man, mm-hmm. and you're, you are a man of discipline and integrity, which to be, integ- to, to be integral is a, that is a discipline thing. Yeah. You need to work on that. Mm-hmm. A woman who is disciplined will go for a man who is disciplined. Yeah. Not a lazy bum. God is not looking for a lazy bum. Nope. If you think about it, did God call people to do ministries and to do things that maybe they were unqualified for? Yep. But let me tell you something. They all had something in common. They were all working. He found them working. Maybe what he called them for, they were unqualified for. Right. But he found Moses in the field working with the sheep, pastoring the sheep. He found David pastoring the sheep. He found Gideon putting grain together. Samuel was in the temple working with Eli. Mm. Zachariah was in the temple doing his priest things. <laughs> Priestly things. <laughs> oh, who else? Who else? Who else? Peter. No, no, but like, oh, watch. He calls Peter. He calls. He calls Paul. Matthew. He calls Matthew. He called Jesus called the twelve. They were all working. working. Jesus meets up with the two work walking to Emmaus. They yeah. were walking. Yeah. It's oh, not man. so much of you working where he's going to call you. Yeah. Let him find you working. Yeah. Laziness is not an option. He's not calling lazy people, bro. I'm getting the dangerous. Bro. Bro. The dangerous deception of a lack of discipline. The what? The dangerous deception of a lack of discipline. This is also the other what I just heard was the lack of discipleship. But that's the it's the same message. The, it's accountability and wife. discipline. Like if I never all right, when I, before let, let's take a step back because when I read the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct oh. disobedience, bro. I felt triggered immediately. Something in me just like stirred up a little bit because I hated that. I hated that. I did not want you to yell at me. I did not want you to tell me. I did not want you to guide my way. I wanted to figure it out. And you know how many times I hurt myself trying to figure it out? 
I thought, because the world says, follow your heart. The world told me to, to it's your truth that, oh, you, you only live once. Bro, I thought that I had to figure it out for myself. All right, so look. But that's a lie. Follow your heart, your truth, you only live once. <laughs> follow your heart. I'm going there. Follow your heart. Follow your truth. Ooh. You only live once. Yeah. No. <laughs> follow your heart. Follow your truth. You only live once. You only live once. Follow your heart. He says, I am the truth. Okay, so we knocked that one out of the way. Mm. Follow your follow your truth. I am the way. You only live once. I'm the life. Bing bong. <laughs> he answered every question. Lord, oh. like what what way should I take? I'm the way. Okay. Yeah. Lord, um, um, but Lord, but I only live once, you know? I am the life. Wow. And not only to give you life, but I'll give it in abundance. Lord, but, but you know, but like, I don't know what's true and I don't know what's not. I'm the truth. That's why when he told Moses to go talk to Pharaoh and he said, all right, so in what name should I, what, like, what's your name? And he said, just say, I am. Mm. All right, uh, I am what? I'm whatever you need me to be. But the thing is, is that we're, we're trying to figure it out on our own. And he's like, I am whatever you need. You need resources. I put the resources. I am. The source. He is the source. I am. I am everything. Lord, I, I need to try to find a way to cope with my 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 traumas. I'm your healer. Mm -hmm. I'm your counselor. Mm -hmm. That's why he said, "Look, you're dealing with trauma and anxiety and all this stuff. You have a counselor. Yeah, you're dealing with how to deal with shame and guilt. Uh, guilty as charged. Yeah, you have a lawyer. So that's Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Christ says he's your lawyer. Um, you have a bad report in the bank. Okay, Jira provider." Yeah. You're sick, Rafa. You have anxiety. You have anxiety. He's your, he's your peace. You're going through a battle. He's Jehovah Nisi. And Jehovah Shabaoth. Yeah. Which is the one who fights for you. And Nisi is your banner. Yeah. So he's everything you need him to be. But the thing is, is that we don't want to yield. And yielding, when you're driving a car, yeah. you need to have discipline to when it's time to break. Yeah. When there's a yield sign or a stop sign, it's all about the discipline you have on slowing that car down right on time. And, you know, that's really easy because it's apparent to you right there. If I don't break, I will lose my life. Literally. But what you're missing is all these boundaries that God lined out for you is so you don't lose your life. He said, don't do that because you need to hit the brakes. You know when you play bowling with yeah. the bumpers on? Yeah. It's very easy. And to you're hitting the pins yeah. every time? Yeah. 
There's people that all, you know, that's no fun. <laughs> Christ didn't tell me to have fun. He said, I'm the way. Yeah. You know what the real fun is? Is walking in the way. Yeah. So while you're falling into gutters mm-hmm. time and time again, I'm still hitting pins. I'm getting points on the board. And, and you I think, might have bumpers. Right. But I'm still getting points on the but board. But that's no fun, bro. It's not fun, bro. You're cheating. YOLO. I'm not cheating. It's I have the cheat code, <laughs> and it's Jesus Christ. You only live once. Yes. <laughs> Psych. On this side of earth. <laughs> On that side of earth, no, I'm not. I'm gonna keep going. No, no. See, right now, yeah, sure. Yeah, you, you only live once. It's because you don't have eternal life. You just keep making me drop that mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. You only live once. You live once. <laughs> not me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's all about, it's all about this discipline thing. Oh, my goodness. All right, all right. Cause this 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 can go on, yeah. All I'm gonna say to to for your discipline is there is a, a level of submission. Like you need to know how to submit. Yeah, yeah. You said something, and this is just an add-on. It's a bonus, but responsibility, because it's accountability, discipline. And responsibility I need to know What I'm responsible for Because within all of this When I think of accountability I could think of somebody else To hold me accountable And the discipline It does have to come From within me though I have to make a decision There When I Know what I carry It makes it that much easier So There are tiers Of responsibility And I think I'm gonna just Stay on one but I was seeing this the other day, and it's, you need to fill your heart. Your responsibility is to fill your heart. Like, and the way you do it, you, talk, you talked about it yesterday. The only way I'm going to actually get filled up is if I eat the bread. The only way this heart is going to be fooled up is if I know what he said. The thing is, it, 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 what, what you eat will affect your heart. Yeah. But we're very fast, and I said this yesterday, we're very fast to eat the greasy food and savor the things that are going to kill your heart. Yeah. And we're, we're very fast to eat the Snickers bar and the Kit Kat. And all these things, and we want to taste it, and we want to savor it, and we don't want to, but we just want more. It's good. Well, the thing is, is when we have to eat the bread, we're choking because mm. we're not chewing. And chewing goes back to discipline. A child is disciplined to chew. You teach them. Discipline is by teaching. You teach discipline. A baby is taught and disciplined to chew. When a baby's not chewing, the parents go, hey, 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 mastica, chew. Mira, chew, chew. And they'll even grab their mouth mm-hmm. and teach them. You need to chew your food because something that's actually going to help your body and help your heart 
can actually kill you if you don't chew. If you try to die, if you try to just swallow a sword, the word of God is the sword. You need to be able to chew this thing and digest it. Because if not, you're going to swallow a sword. Discipline. It's discipline to chew. You see, it's not breaking the word. It's I want to taste what he's telling me. Yeah. And I want to be able to swallow it and be comforted with the correction. Your rod and staff comfort me. This bread might not taste great. Bread without leavening, unleavened bread does not taste like Wonder Bread, yo. No. Unleavened bread has an acquired taste. Yeah. But it is better for you than Wonder Bread. Yeah. But you need to chew that thing. You need to swallow. And maybe you don't like the way it tastes. The manna tasted like nothing, but it kept them alive. Yep. Yep. Stop worrying about, oh, my God, but the Bible, God is so mean. No, he's not. He just loves you that much. Right. That he wants to fix something in your life, and he wants to fix something in our lives that sometimes is bittersweet. You see, you see there's, a, there's a stop sign at a road to an intersection where you can't see around the corner. If that stop sign wasn't there, you would be driving straight into ongoing traffic. Chew. You need to chew. Yes. Or choke. (laughs) Chew or you're going to choke. Chew. Learn how to chew these things. Stop just swallowing everything because you're going to choke. You know, that made me think of... You know, they're sword swallowers. Yeah. But you think they did that with no training? No. With no discipline? No, bro. That James... I might think that's satanic, but... Yeah, yeah, bro. I don't know what's going (laughs) on. I don't know what that is, bro. That's like some David Blaine stuff. Whatever they're doing... Sign their life away. It takes a lot of practice. But that is... Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Talks about... Accountability and discipline. And we talked about the mountains. The mountains and the valleys. And, the valleys and <coughs> Lord. Ah. <laughs> we talked about the mountains, the valleys, climbing up the mountain, climbing down the mountain. Who who can you trust? Who can't you trust? And yes, discipline yourself, but also allow the Lord to discipline you. Right. And um and I know it was a it was a, it was a long winded conversation, but, yeah, yeah. But it was it was dope, and there's so much more to go into that, bro. Yeah. And one day we're one day we're gonna keep going back at that at that point. Yeah. But uh, but love we love y'all. Yes. We thank you guys for your support. Um, thank you just, for tuning in. Yeah. Just enjoy the rest of your day, your night, your night, your, your evening, evening, or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah. your morning. We out, y'all. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're we're writing music right now. Yes, sir. So music's coming out soon. And we'll be back shortly. And we'll be back shortly. Get up. Wake up.